God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I? And after a week off to recuperate, to recover from us being together, it is life on purpose. Daniel, Ryan, David, how you guys doing? Doing good. We're good. Excited oh, yeah. Go. Ready to go. This is going to be awesome. Okay. So who oh, wants yeah. to give the report of, uh, of what happened a couple of weeks ago on, uh, on Shabbat there in uh, the wonderful town of Blue Ridge, Georgia? I'd like to hear kind of everybody's viewpoint on, on that, actually. Uh, heck, yeah. Yeah, for well, sure. First, be before we get into that, again, thank you for all those who are listening now, the new guys that are listening now. Also, we're very thankful that you guys did reach out and come out to see us. It was a wonderfully intimate conversation we got to have in an amazing time of worship. So we're just so yeah. thankful that you got to come out there and, and now are uh, listening to this uh, awesome little podcast that's just have growing on its own way. It's just awesome. So yeah. thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm a little bummed. Like you guys are in a different location. I was going to say, well, hey, I know where you guys are now, but you, you changed it up on me and now I'm just totally lost again so that's a little bit, yeah a little bit due to the weather we have uh right now we're getting snow right now but it's nothing crazy yeah. but ever since uh snow apocalypse many years ago everyone flips out over the slightest mm. bit of snow freezing temperatures it's always crazy so you never know the weather weather here doesn't really know what's what's going on so you know it's, it's so funny it's Fair so enough. funny to me because living in alaska for seven years <laughs> And oh, uh, yeah. then it, that eighty five hundred feet in the hill in the mountains of Colorado, it's like, and you guys are upset about what? I mean, you know, it uh, took like you know five feet of snow for us to uh, to shut anything down in Alaska. But uh, <laughs> right. well, uh, hey, let, let's uh, let's hear from uh, from the guy that's uh, practicing to be the next presidential candidate from uh, his basement there, Ryan. How did you enjoy <laughs> last Shabbat or the the week prior to? <laughs> Uh, that's, 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 that, 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 that's right, Mike. Um, no, anyway, um, <laughs> no, last weekend was, uh, was phenomenal. I, I think that one kind of goes in the books is, uh, is one of my favorite, yeah. uh, events that we've done together. Um, and I mean, we've had some great ones as well, uh, at Revive and otherwise. Um, it seemed during the, the middle of it, I guess I got hit with the, I heard one guy in his testimony say he was blessed with the spirit of weeping uh that's what came over me um mostly just because i i definitely felt the father enter the room once we oh, started mm -hmm. into the worship um yeah. i mean he was there before we even showed up and i liked the analogy that you used uh for the youth there daniel uh kind of comparing it to uh, when you go to see a movie you know and you pay the ticket price you're going to see the movie and there we are, bought with a price that the father paid for dearly. Why would we not expect him to show up? I love that analogy. Mm -hmm. And it, he yeah. certainly did, um, to kind of put it in a nutshell. Um, yeah, the, the youth know how to worship. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a reason I like hanging out with you guys. And, uh, it was, it was really amazing, you know, for me, because, uh, Tony, you guys, uh, father-in-law had set the rules, uh, and, and in fact, included himself in the rules 
that you had to be between the ages of 16 and 35 to be there. So I literally got to be the only person in the room over 35. And uh, it was just amazing. I mean, you know, to, to watch a group of young people with the energy. And this is what you guys have heard me talk about, of how we need each other. You know, I, I need that energy. Um, I, I need to see that because adults, uh, in, in when they become boring, they lose that energy to just, 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 just say, I don't care. And just, you know, this, this unashamed worship that we saw there. And, um, uh, you know, we are planning to go back to revive. So here's a, a little segue of anybody that is, you know, you haven't been to revive, you know, I'm going to be, uh, we're working on that right now. You need to make plans to be there. We'll be putting out information as soon as it comes out. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Anybody that hasn't come yet, plan to. It, it's worth your time. It's worth your money. Uh, mm -hmm. I, for us, it's yeah. been one of the highlights of the year. Absolutely. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And yeah. The, the the great thing is you get to hang out with the four of us. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a fun time then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it, um. One of the things that struck me, uh, yeah, um, that I was impressed by, I know there was a lot of people in town already for, you know, something you guys were doing, but, um, you know, something that I was really impressed by is that no one there was forced to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, some of these youth camps, like their parents send them, you know, revive, like maybe the whole family goes, and then there's the people in that age group, and they're like, well, I got nothing else to do. I might as well go to this thing. Mm -hmm. But the thing we did last Shabbat, like, nobody was forced to be there yeah like you know maybe there was a, a couple for peer pressure but you know whatever that's fine but for the most part i would say they were all there because they wanted to be there and mm -hmm. it was pretty evident um you know and one of the things uh you know dad and i were talking with one of the guys that rode with us to that place and um he was just saying how he was so impressed with the fact that the youth were entirely energetic during worship you know just totally in it and then when it came to the message it was quiet like they were in it you know and specifically you know certain points in the message like you could have heard a pen drop and you know to go from like he was just comparing it to like you know think of any high school class or college class like you don't have those two extremes like they're either not paying attention and chatting amongst themselves or there's no energy like and to have the best of both worlds um you know, we've talked about this before that I just think we're, we're seeing a uh, really high caliber of, of youth quality, young adult quality right now. Um, and, you know, I just come away every time just so excited to see once this generation like gets it yeah. and really starts to step into their purpose even more and that relationship with God, like, oh, my goodness, like we are going to see some stuff. Mm -hmm. agreed oh, yeah. completely yeah i I'm, I'm just looking forward to being a part of that stuff uh, <laughs> yeah and by the way regards from uh dustin i talked to him today i, I gave him a quick call and uh he was about to head back to uh up to illinois i'll actually see him up in um, uh winchester kentucky i'll be up there in march uh, the first weekend of March, and I'm planning on, uh, God willing, I'm planning on doing a youth service up there. That's so, amazing. Uh, yeah, that's going to be cool. But uh, the other thing is, if you're anywhere in the um, Loosedale, Mississippi, 
Okay. Now, if you're in Loosedale, Mississippi, you need something to do. Okay. Because I've, I've noticed where it's at. It's in the middle of Mississippi. And uh, so myself and Daniel will be heading down there on the weekend of the 13th, 14th. We'll be recording. Uh, we're scheduled to record six episodes uh, with uh, Hebrew oh Roots Network together. And then uh, the next day I will be speaking at River of Life. And again, we are scheduled for a youth meeting in the afternoon late. So if you'd uh, like any more information, uh, people can just send us an email to, where would they send an email, Daniel? Uh, on purpose at mail.com. Hey. I believe that's the one. That's it. That's it. <laughs> there it is. That's it. Uh, any other thoughts, guys, um, and then we'll move I, on. Yeah, I got to tell one more thing. Um, just <laughs> it's, it's so fun to, to be in the moment with all those things because so you know what happened is we had some worship up front we had the teaching uh we had some more worship on the back end and we sang one song and then i lost my voice and you know i just turned to ryan i'm like hey can you take over and lead a few and i just love how like not only just just this this, this team that we have here like you know just passing it over you know, you took it seamlessly, Ryan, and you ran with it. And it was clear that it was exactly what needed to happen in the room. And then after that, I got my voice back. And so we were kind of like, you know, back toward what we were going to do. But just that, like, you know, the freedom to flow with each other and like, you know, each of us operating in humility to like, you know, pass it between as we as we all have like, you know, know what the father is doing in the moment. It's just so, so cool. <laughs> Such a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's a. Uh... That's definitely a treasure uh, among musicians uh, when you get to meet and play with somebody like yourself uh, that that's able to flow uh, because mm -hmm. you you do understand that, you know, and uh, you definitely have that heart of worship that's so important and necessary. And so, yeah, I agree with you. That was that was kind of an awesome time. Yeah. I was just about to say, I think you heard our conversation that me and Ryan had literally right afterwards. We said the same thing. It's like, it's so cool. We could just do that. And we just know where each other's going and just, we can just feel where, where you want to go. It's just something else. It's a, it's a hidden language that you don't realize that's happening up on stage or yeah. in, in any environment as a musician. It's just so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And, um, it's just a pleasure to work with you guys uh, from the one that has no musical ability. In fact, I gave uh, Ryan now has a little momentum momento of my, uh, my musical career. I do. I do. I have a, uh, on uh, a uh, 33 vinyl record. I have none other than the little drummer boy straight from Mike Clayton. Yeah. It was not, it was not me <laughs> playing it, but it was uh, sure. given to me somewhere right after I played little, little drummer boy in uh, Baptist church in Jacksonville, Florida. Yes. And that was the beginning and end of my musical career. Oh, well, you well. know, you have to end on a high note is what they say. Yes. Yeah. You know, they, they always say there's two things in, uh, in, in life, uh, knowing when to begin something and when to end. Uh, most mm -hmm. people get the first one, right. Most no one gets the second one. Right. <laughs> I did. Oh, I did. Hey guys, let's get into the scriptures. What do you think? Excellent. That sounds let's good. Do that. Okay. So last week or, or two weeks ago when we were together, we talked about um, that the, the, uh, the wages of sin is, uh, is death. Um, and we, we went through a, a little, you know, quite a bit of that. And um, we want to take it to another scripture. And this is 
part of about a five week um, overview here, a five week uh, episodes that we're going to be doing. And uh, this week we're going to go to a verse in Romans chapter six. And uh, it's too far away. I can't see it here. Uh, verse 23. Uh, for the and, and I'm going to just quote it uh, how I quoted it in uh, as I was growing up and remembering thing, uh, remembering verses in King James. And, and I'm just going to quote the, the first of it uh, to begin with. The wages of sin is death. Now, I want to get I want to ask you guys a question. Regarding this verse, do you think God's kidding? Oh, no. No. So so he he's serious. Yes. Okay. Um <laughs> now now the the best time for me in high school was when the uh the teacher said they were going to grade on a curve. <laughs> you know what that means? It means that <laughs> yeah, mo- it means everybody in the room's going to pass. So is he is he is he going okay, well, the wages of sin is death, but you know, the day after he's going to go, you know, I decided to grade on a curve. Is that the way it's going to be? No. So would would could you also rephrase that to say, God knows my heart? Uh, is that is is that possible? That maybe means the same thing a little bit. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He says the heart of man is exceedingly <laughs> wicked above all else. Oh no, Ryan! So, come yeah. on, come on! You're oh, going to start putting no. another scripture to prove this scripture? No, no. Oh, you can't do that. No, you have mm. to take it out of context and then build a 30-minute uh, motivational speech around it. But I digress. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. we'll forgive you on this one. Okay. Yeah. So so, so we're going to just take this for face value that when the Almighty says the wages of sin is death, and then we go back to the program a couple of weeks ago, which says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mm. Um that's kind of a boat that's sinking, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not two chain links that you want put together. No. But but that's how that's how it's strung together there. You know, it's like it's pretty clear once you put them together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here here's my here's where I'm going with this whole thing. I'll turn it over to you guys for some thoughts of of this. Then why is it that it seems like most most people, 99.9% of people in the world don't care about this verse anymore. I think it comes from this, uh, if if we want to, we can elaborate maybe a little bit on this, but I think that there's an idea, especially, I think it's a Western mindset. I think I'd like to blame it on a little bit because we like to be a little bit more liberal as we look at as we look at definitions of things, as we define things, especially recently, we're really starting to look at things and like, well, does it really mean that? And now we're that's what like the next question. It's like you'll say something and like, does that really mean that? I mean, even it almost comes to like speed limit, fifty-five miles per hour, and now we're just like, does that? Is that really? Is that really what it means? Fifty-five miles per hour. Example. So in a, in a way, like that's an everyday everyday example. I think most people drive when they're listening here, and uh, yeah, I think we're all guilty of that. So I think we get to that point where we think, does he really mean that? But if we really get into the weeds of that idea that he says all wages of sin is death, right? Everyone dies. I think that's the fallen state that we're in as we are in, but. Maybe I'll reserve 
idea for the probably later on in this episode that whole idea is because if we're dealing in sin which it talks about very clearly in the first five books what sin is what is the definitions what are the outliers what defines it and we know what adam fell from <laughs> what you know that by doing these things sin then is created so it's it's formula right sin equals this it's just mm -hmm. that simple and but it's not so concrete either i think there's also this this um fascinating idea of forgiveness that we might be able to talk about too yeah, so we're gonna get to that one yeah but, uh, but let, let's let, let's con continue on the uh, ryan you no, or daniel ryan you got anything uh not at the moment go ahead daniel yeah um you know i think i i, I think that's a great example david uh, mm -hmm. about the speed limit because it's a very real one and mm -hmm. you know i think we could come up with another you know another few really simple things that when you strip it down, like it's the same thing, like maybe, you know, we've all maybe been to the movie theater. And if you go to the movie theater, you sneak your own snacks in, you know, like who Good wants one. to pay 10 times the amount. And so like, but you, we all know we're not supposed to, you know, we know that it's frowned upon. Like if you got caught, like they would be like, no, throw those in the trash and you pay $10 mm -hmm. per M&M over here. Um, but, you know, there's things like that. I would think we could come up with probably several examples that, you know, it's just kind of stretching, stretching, you know, what is the actual law? What are the actual rules? And I do think that that plays into this, the mindset that you're talking about. Um, go ahead. I was say I want to jump on that because actually now realizing a little bit more of this whole wages of sin. Let's, let's take it down a little bit further, right? Like, mm -hmm. so why are those there? So like, my example and your example, yours was more of like a business to saying this is what we have. My example is more of that government like is an established. I'm going to run with that one for a little bit because I think that I think there's a little bit more similarities with that one yeah. with a government institution decided that this road should be this speed limit for whatever reason. Right. It could be zoning, whatever. They decided that that's what it's going to be for some reason. And if we look into that, we can decide, you know what, I think I'm going to push the edge on this. I think I'm going to go a little bit faster. What then happens is then you open yourself up to getting pulled over by a law enforcement officer. Or if you then go back to scripture, you can either be succumbed by something or you could either have, again, so it says sin equals death. So you're then getting closer and closer to that if we're going to use that same example. So if that, that idea, why was it there? Supposedly. In some, I think there's definitely some cases we all can see where a 55 mile per hour zone is better for safety when it's going through like where there's houses and stuff like that because you know someone could be there, someone could get hurt, so it makes sense. Okay. So that's the whole idea: safety, <laughs> life, keeping life together, right? So that's that whole idea. We're getting very close to the edge of the that law, yeah. so it's like, hmm, maybe that is a better example there of why that's the whole case. So, sorry, am I? No, no. In fact, uh, let me let me show you my. I do have notes for this program. Okay, here it is. Uh, see those those wait a minute. See those top two lines. That's my notes for the program. Uh, that's as much as we do. But uh, that was written two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. this, this is and you know what it's about? Hmm. Speeding. <laughs> I I never saw that. I never saw that Mike did, did that. I never did. No, I love no. that. It's so cool. Yeah, because you haven't been to my house to see my notes. Uh, okay, no. I was just—it's funny because I was just in Atlanta today. I went, I drove. I've been in the house for two days. I said to my wife, "I said I got to go somewhere," and I was dumb oh, enough no. to go to Atlanta. Um, oh man, I'm so sorry for you. I know, I know. Uh, yeah. 
I, I used to but say my did mother just didn't like... raise any stupid children, but I'm questioning that today. Um, <laughs> so there's there's a stretch of road down uh, south of uh, into Georgia. It's uh, around Tacoa, uh, actually Tuahula Falls. And they've mm-hmm. just put up a speeding camera not too long ago. It's mm. uh, through a, a school zone. And um, so they have its, you know, speed speed zone ahead, uh, camera ahead, uh, mile, you know, 45 miles an hour ahead, 45 miles an hour, the thing's blinking. Uh, let's say that I decide to go through there and in nine times I go through there and I'm at 44 the whole way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm within, I'm, I'm one mile an hour under the whole time, nine times. And then the next time I go through, I'm at, um, 50, 54 and I get pulled over. Can I just say to the cop that pulled me over? Well, sir, you know, you don't understand that for nine times I came through this and I was one mile an hour under. And so I should be able to use my good deeds to offset my lawless deed. Mm. That's always, that's <laughs> in that something, because if you think about it, like that's what, how we treat the word like a lot like that right there. Well, I've done it so many times. Like what's, what's this one time that I mess up? Well, I guess that's where we hope for grace to be there. So which. We'll get into that. But that whole idea, like, well, it doesn't matter. Just like your reputation. You can, years, you could build your reputation up and in five minutes, you can completely destroy it. It's the same, same idea. Fascinating. Okay, Ryan, you've sat and there think, long enough with know, that look on your face. Go for it. Okay, so uh, the thing that first came to mind is the only way that we can ignore the scripture is through a lack of faith. Okay. Um, and, you know, because it, it says that, um, Faith is the evidence of things hoped for, right? The evidence of things not seen, right? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We have not yet in many ways seen the retribution for lawlessness. And so for me, time and life itself can often be equated to psychology of gambling. Uh, like when you, for instance, go to a casino and you're going to play poker, you exchange your actual currency for chips. Mm-hmm. And they do this intentionally, you know, because it's much easier for you to put down lots of money in chips because you don't have a psychological connection to the chips, yeah. whereas you would have if you were playing with actual currency. And so I think a lot of people treat their lives this way in that mm. they will say, I'm going to. Yeah, I know it says that, but I'm going to go ahead and commit these actions because it will obtain me some sort of pleasure in this life. It will, you know, further my, if I tell this one lie, I'll get this job. I lie on this Mm -hmm. resume, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Well, I'm just, it's, it's the struggle. Uh, It's the grind. Uh, It's the, um, they're, they may still be a believer, but like I said, there has to be a lack of faith because you say, well, and Proverbs actually teaches us against this because it says, you know, uh, d- does the Lord delay? Mm-hmm. You know, no, he doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. But people say he does. And so they say, well, you know, I, 
it seemed to work out for me. So I'll continue to commit these actions. Though, as we've talked about before, everything has a cost. And in the end, like mm -hmm. it says, this is the, these are your wages. This is what you've earned. So. Yeah, and I think, you know, that I was thinking along the similar lines because I was thinking, you know, how it feels like in our society, in our world, like we're removed from consequences, you know, and we, mm. we do these kind of things and, you know, we just don't see the outcome of it. Like maybe it's the, the speeding thing, like you do it so much and you hardly ever get caught, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's mm. like, it's, it's this like self-validating, it's fine. And then you add on top of that, we are in a culture that is largely against God. And so there's this like mentality of, well, I should be against this culture in all ways because it's against God. And so, you know, but we're told in scripture to obey the governing law of where we live. And, and so it's just like, we have this, that kind of mindset surrounding, you know, almost this constant battle. And so, you know, maybe sometimes that constant battle and rubbing and like trying to be you know, for God and like against the culture and realizing that where we are right now is, is in a sinful world and com combine that with the fact that we just kind of get away with things. And it just produces this mindset, I think, that is, you know, uh, a lot of people probably don't recognize it. Um, you know, just this mindset of ignoring those kind of things. And we just don't think, you know, I, I say we, you know, just as a general, general mm -hmm. we, um, you know, don't always think about the deeper things like that we don't always think how every action that we have that we has that we do has an equal and opposite reaction it has a consequence every single thing you know it is either an act of obedience toward one thing or act of, of disobedience toward it and um you know maybe that's one of the reasons that and maybe it's also we're, we're very removed from death in our culture mm -hmm. And the people yes. in this time were very, very acquainted with death. And so this is a language that they're used to. Like when they say the wages of sin is death, like they're in the Roman oppression during this particular time, very acquainted with what that is. And so Paul is speaking to a, a community that, you know, it would hit heavier for them. Whereas us, like, I would say a lot of Americans have never seen anything die. You know, the, it's the classic joke. Member, but, yeah, it's the yeah. classic joke. Why don't kill that poor animal? Why don't you just buy your food or your meat at the grocery store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You want to have your your life changed on that? Going to ministry. Um, I, I don't know how many funerals I've done through the years. Um, yeah. Okay, l let me let me backtrack just a little bit here, guys, um, because I think that part of this is an idea of grading on the curve. That somehow God is, you know, okay, I know what he said, but, you know, I'm not really that bad of a person. And, you know, compared to others, I mean, you know, my life is probably pretty good. So if I compare myself to someone else, then I can always find someone that's worse than me. Um the probably the number one person on the evil list in the last hundred years would be Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. I'll say Hitler. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Six million Jews, 1.5 million of them being children. 
Uh, I've been to Shoah Holocaust Museum memorials um, in in Israel, in Washington D.C., in uh, Tampa, Florida. I've I've studied the Holocaust uh, at at length. I've been to the uh, the house that Corey Tinboom, uh, her and her family were at. So this is something I'm acquainted with. There's the truth is that there was probably he probably killed, um, you know attributed to him at least 20,000 and was responsible for how many tens of thousands of deaths. So is a man like that deserving of, of death of eternal death? Would there be anybody out there today that's reasonable that would say, no, he's not. I don't think so. No. Okay. But what if he had just killed you know, 600 Jews. <laughs> no. Wait a minute. What if he had just killed six Jews? No. What if he had just killed one person? Or what about this? That in the book of Matthew chapter 5, Yeshua says, You have heard that our fathers were told, do not murder. And that anyone who commits murder will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who nurses anger against his brother will be subject to judgment. That whoever calls his brother, you good for nothing, will be brought before the Sanhedrin. And whoever says fool incurs the penalty of burning in the fire of Gehenna or hell. Wait, wait a minute. Is, is this verse saying that me left to my own, my own self am just as evil and guilty as Hitler? Ooh, that's pretty scary. If we could find uh, that we ourselves could be that we could be that evil. And I would submit before y'all that we, that we all have the potential to be that. Absolutely. Not right. Not right at all. <laughs> and that's what's amazing is that the scriptures are saying that this is this is in this world. Choose the choose the opposite. Don't, don't follow along with this. Don't do this. Mm. You know I have a terrifying when, thought, Mike. Yeah. You know, when the when the scriptures were written, you know, specifically the ones from Yeshua's time, um, you know, there was a very uh segregated dynamic between Jews and Gentiles and what Yeshua did when he came was he leveled the playing ground you know he made he made it equal for everyone you know Paul says many times throughout multiple different books like in Yeshua the Messiah there is no Jew or Gentile he says it multiple times and so what it says is you know Yeshua has leveled the playing field you are all equal in the kingdom and that's really nice when we're talking about the salvation part of it, but to think of it on the other side as well, that without Yeshua, there is no Jew or Gentile. Without Yeshua, there is no, this person's killed hundreds of thousands and this person's killed one. And that is very, very interesting. I don't know that I've thought about it in that way before. Trying to figure out where to 
the, the leveling of the playing field. Now, I'm not, you know, I mean, I use an analogy that is is very emotionally charged. Mm-hmm. It is for me uh, because of the the people that I know that were uh, families wiped out in the Holocaust. And so I'm not belittling, I'm not belittling or uh, bringing anything down to, you know, trying to water down anything that was done by Hitler or Stalin or, or uh, any of these wow. other, you know, Pol Pot or any of these other people that were evil to the core. But what I'm trying to, to hopefully get people to understand is this, that, uh, and this will be harder for those who are on audio, but somehow I think in, in people's minds, it's like a, a weight, an old, uh, an old way of weighing things. Uh, we see that in the Department of Justice, um, that you have mm-hmm. a pen, what is a, a like a pendulum thing. Uh, Ryan, you can probably come up with better Gales. words than I, I can on this a, thing. A scale. A scale. Yeah, yeah, okay. of scales, yeah. Yeah. And, and somehow, you know, if I can just have enough, I've, I've got some things that are bad over here and they're kind of, you know, it's weighing down. But if I can just put enough good on the other side, hmm. but then we have to bring the scriptures back in. And the scripture says that uh, in, in, I, in the book of Isaiah, it says that our, our good deeds are as dirty rags, rags before him. So the best that I can do in myself as a fallen person, the scripture says it's as a dirty rag and not to get really, uh, uh, you know, uh, literal here, but that is... Um, uh, a used article of toiletry that is used during a certain time of the month. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what the word actually means. So our best deeds are totally useless as far mm-hmm. as being able to redeem us from anything. I would say to the next, that whole idea of that, like you said, that Western mindset of the scales, we have it, the imagery everywhere that's entrapped in our minds that we think that, oh, well, I could just outweigh it, right? I could just, if I could just do a little bit more good, but we can go back to your same analogy. It's like, okay, well, so-and-so killed this many people, but you know, he gave billions to this. That doesn't offset anything. That's, that's like the, the wrong way to think of it is to put it on a set of scales. It doesn't work like that. I think that it starts uh, – I wanted to see if I wanted to use this analogy or not, but I know that God talks about this and about this holiness thing, and a lot of times we don't really get that idea of holy, and I think that we'll have definitely a more lengthier time to talk about that, but it's either you're, you're, you're holy or you're not. It's, it's not a percentage. It's, you're either, it's binary. It's either you, you are or you're not, period. There is no guessing it. So that idea, that's, I think this is all ideas we've been talking about. It doesn't matter. You could do all, it doesn't matter. And that's what the scripture is telling us. Sin is sin, regardless. You could be the most wonderful person. Everyone might know how amazing you are, but then behind closed doors, it's just this awful evil that lurks behind there. But scripture says that the, the things done in secret will be yelled from the rooftops, right? It talks about that over and over again. God has a funny way of doing that. And everyone likes to call it either karma or what goes around comes around. 
it, it still finds its way out about somebody. If you're claiming something, God goes, okay, all right, let's see. Let's examine it. And your amazing deeds have become, like you talked about, Mike, that filthy rags that are disgusting. And yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not fun. It's not, it's, not, it's not cool to think about when you think about doing something great, like when you've spent a lot of time and you did something and you thought, man, that was a great deed. That's a humbling thought to think. Yeah. If it wasn't with the right attention, it wasn't for it. I think we can probably go into a little bit more on that would be great because it's a better to do good deeds than not. It doesn't yeah. mean that you are granted life at the end. Yeah. We're going to get to that to program like in about three weeks, but go ahead, Ryan. Mm -hmm. I said we're starting to sound like Ecclesiastes now. Mm -hmm. This is your favorite book, book too, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it's starting to feel hopeless yeah. almost, but it's not. Exactly. Um, this this even goes into the idea of sowing and reaping. You know, we talked a little while back about is the Bible true? Mm -hmm. We'll go out and plant a seed. And see if it you don't reap something. There's an example in the Bible that is true. And we can see it in, in nature. Um, and, you know, if you sow a peach seed, you'll get a peach tree. Mm -hmm. If you sow evil, you will get evil. If you sow good, you'll get good. Um, you know, Romans 6, verse 19, it says... Um, because of the weakness of your human nature, I'm using the illustration of slavery to help you understand this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. There's that word holy you spoke of, Dave. Mm. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. Now, that's an interesting verse. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for those that are walking around that do, you see that you look at them and then you go, you know, Lord, they're, they're just doing evil. But it seems like everywhere they turn is success, you know, according to the world standards. They're not under any obligation to do right. They're not under any covenant. Mm. What you got, Daniel? Oh, um you know, going to try to do this as delicately as possible, but dad, you're mentioning, you know, the, the filthy rags is, you know, literally the remnants of the cycle. Mm -hmm. And it's not just a bloody cloth. It is the remnants of an unfertilized egg. Yeah. And so without Yeshua, the best our deeds amount to is something that has not been fertilized and something that cannot produce anything lifeless. And so, and so these people who are evil, but successful, the best that their good deeds and all of their accumulations on this earth can produce is something that cannot produce. Yes. Cannot produce eternal. So a, a person can, what I'm hearing you say, Daniel, is that a, a person can, can produce something, but it will not have godly fruit that because mm. it, it just, it just dies. It's going to die. Yeah. You know, I've done, 
as I said in ministry, um, I've I have no idea. I used to keep track of how many weddings and funerals I did, and uh, I just somewhere along the way mm-hmm. just just lost the count. It's been uh, it's been a lot. Um, you know, the joke the 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 quote unquote joke is that uh, I've never seen a hearse with a U-Haul behind it. Mm-hmm. It is, it is a tragic thing. For a person to, as Yeshua says, win the whole world and lose their soul. Yes. And that's being taught in our culture, like, on a super high level. This whole, and I've mentioned it before, the whole grind culture. Get out, get everything you can, while you can, as fast as you can. uh, And everything else, excuse the French, be damned. Um. And it's being bought up and it's being consumed. Like I said, it's such a high level in our culture, especially among the youth. So have, have we stumbled into something here without really knowing what we were doing? Have we stumbled into something that the reason that I see so many people ignoring this verse is because they really don't spend any amount of time in their life thinking about what's beyond this life. That's it right there. Mm-hmm. That's exactly That's really it. That's mm-hmm. We're so stuck you know, on... Oh, go for it. I was just going to say, especially, you know, the fact that it's prominent among the youth is because, you know, when you're young, you don't think about the end of your life. You're thinking about your life. You know, it's not until you become older that you you know for most people start thinking about like well this is all decaying and so what's what's next you know and so that would make sense why you know it's really the you know the youth people are are eating it up like you're saying ryan yes but you know guys and this is i i guess the heart of why we're doing what we're doing is that if you don't begin to consider eternal worth eternal value eternal principles when you're young you'll never get around to it when you're old mm-hmm. that's right let me give you an example um years ago before you guys were born um i pastored a church for uh daniel was was part of that uh he was a very young little guy back during those state days but um this was 1993 to 1999 and uh, I remember one morning, and I'll tell you the reason why I'm remembering this. Uh, this was something that's been uh, weighing on me for the last week. Um, I gave an, uh, I gave a, I didn't give the typical altar calls. Now you guys can't imagine that I don't do things in a typical, ma- typical manner, right? Not at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't think so. So because I saw that there was no fruit. I saw that people would, you know, you stand up in the front as the pastor and you say, everybody, you know, bow your head, close your eyes. You know, if anybody would like to receive Jesus in their heart, raise your hand and I'll pray with you. No, nobody looking around. Nobody's going to embarrass you. To, you know, it's like, you know, we're going to get to that verse in a, in a couple of weeks here. And so I just quit doing that. And so one morning um, I decided to do something totally different that I'd never done before. And I said, I, I would like everybody to, to, to bow your head, close your eyes. And I said, I don't want anyone looking around. 
I'm the only one that's looking here. I'm the only one in the building right now that's got my eyes open. If you do not know for sure that if you died today, that you would spend your eternity with God, I'd like you to look up at me and raise your hand. I had two people. They were uh, probably at the time in their 50s and 60s. Two people that raised, that looked up, raised their hand. And I said, okay, put your hand down. And I said, those that raise your hands, I would like you to schedule an appointment to come and talk to me so that I can take you through the scriptures and I can bring you into uh, you know, this, this relationship with God. But we can do it in such a way that is is meaningful and is done, you know, appropriately and according to the scriptures. And I dismissed the service. Well, it, it was about a year later, I guess it was, that I left that church. And uh, neither one of those two people ever came and saw me. <sighs> neither one of them. One of them, uh, I, and I, I lost track of, of mo a lot of the people that were part of that church that, you know, people move on and things. One of them I heard died after that. But the, the reason that I'm bringing this up is because the other person that raised her hand uh, this past week, she never came and saw me. There was plenty of opportunities. I made sure there was opportunities, but I understood this that a person that is argued into something will be argued out. Yes. And so I wanted them to make that decision. I mean, I could have pushed it. Yes. But would have it meant anything? I don't know. Nope. And so I made sure there was opportunities for this person to say to me, Pastor Mike, you know, what you said, the, the, you know, that Sunday, I, I'd like to talk to you more about this. We got a call last week that her and um, one of her family members was driving down the road um, in that town and um, pretty much ran a red light and was T-boned by another truck. Uh, both of them were dead within 24 hours. I don't know. Mm. Guys, I, I don't know. See, you, you, you're talking about, you know, maybe later in life you'll get serious. That's really a lie. If you're not willing to get serious about God today, the chances of you getting serious about him tomorrow are less, not greater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can't just kick the bucket down later. That whole idea of just kicking the bucket. Well, eventually, well, eventually, I got to live my best life right now. I don't need to be held down to this. Eventually, you, you will kick the bucket. <sighs> Man. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just kind of thinking, like, you know, I'm always thinking, you know, what what is someone thinking when they're listening to us? And so right now, you know, we're we're talking about this. You know, last last episode a couple weeks ago was, was pretty heavy, and this one's pretty heavy. Um, and just, you know, thinking, like, you know, listening to someone – or thinking about what someone's thinking and they're like, wow, man, you know, the, the ones from weeks ago were so uplifting and so encouraging and like, you know, but here I am now, like just like beaten down and like being told that I'm, I'm this and this and just seems, but here's the thing. 
how can we ever appreciate and hold dear what Yeshua did for us if we do not understand why he did it or what we were saved from? You know, it's, that's why this is worth talking about. You know, it's talking about the wages of sin is death. Like literally, since we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, we are accumulating wages it's just like at a job like you're working time and you're being you're accumulating your wage like that time we spend in sin or that we spend in sin is accumulating death like those are the wages of it and it's worth talking about because you know it, it is the purpose is not and we're gonna you know we're gonna get to the bright side you know whoever listens we're gonna get to the bright side and it's a pretty pretty bright side like let me tell you like yeah you can't really even look at it as that bright um but how can you ever appreciate the light if you do not understand darkness? And I don't mm. understand in the sense of like being steeped in it, but just the under, understand in the sense of like what it means to have been there, what it means to, you know, just what you were saved from, you know, and why he did it for you. You know, it's just, I don't know. And I don't think we'll ever fully understand. And, um, Mm-hmm. you know until until we meet so daniel you were the kind of you kind of ended right there so david mm-hmm. or, or ryan you guys want to take that sure I'll, I'll just finish up my point i was talking right before that happened but anyways the uh works we're, we're right now we're establishing that foundation there's that darkness that we're we're delving into explaining like the opposite of accepting what the Bible says is true. We think we opened it up with, is the Bible true? I think of how we open up this, this whole series that we've been doing. And now we're delving into the darkness of the opposite side of this, right? We're just briefly touching on the surface of this stuff. And it's definitely not, it's definitely not fun to think about, but that is, that's ultimately what we're going to be succumbed to if we are accumulating these as wages, like you said, Daniel. That was really awesome. Like uh, we're accumulating sin like wages. That's a fascinating term in this world. And if it's just by our good deeds, again, he's already told us what our good deeds really mean in the end. Just those alone. Wow, like that's crazy. So. I, so I was like, look at that. Like that's we have to establish so we can see that bright end that you're talking about, Dan. That's I, I'm I'm look I'm personally looking forward to the brighter topics, the awesome stuff. And I'm like trying to restrain myself because I'm like, oh, there's so much good stuff yeah. happening. It's gonna be so good. But yeah, now we gotta we gotta hear testimony like what you're talking about, Mike, about that person you met so long ago. How many times have you done that yourself, guys? You're listening to this, like. How many times have you been faced with that question? I know I've been faced with some of those questions before, or not just the exact same one, but I'll be like, no, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. But this last week gave me hope because there was a lot of young people that were breaking out of the shell yeah. and choosing to just forget people, yeah. just forget who was around them. And I think I want to leave you with that as we're getting closer to ending this that I would love for you is maybe this next week, if you find yourself in that place, it's only takes one. How many times guys we done stuff together where it was just that one person, the most unlikely person, that one person did something and the whole room just lost it. It just, it just, the, something happened. A a spirit came in something just from one person doing something. So I I think I want to leave you with that for sure. Mm -hmm. I really awesome thing about you said there, Daniel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. 
I, I do have one more illustration, but Ryan, I'll toss it to you for if uh, you got some things to add there. Um, nothing much other than you know y'all are y'all are right. It, it's a game of life and death. It's a matter of life and death. Mm -hmm. uh, these topics that we're talking about, um, something to be taken seriously, and like you said, Mike, sooner rather than later. Because the thing about life is you say, well, you know, oh, I'll deal with that as I get older or so forth. The older you get, the more complicated sometimes these things become, yeah. the more things, you know, demand your attention and your time. Um, it's so much easier to do it when you're young than mm -hmm. it is to do when you're older. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the verse says, for the wages of sin is death. If it was just, if, if the... If that was the end of the verse, guys, let's close up the book. Let's eat, yep. drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. Hmm. You know, if that's all there is. But there, the most amazing word in this right here is the word but. But the gift of God is eternal life through Messiah Yeshua. Amen. There the is. wages of sin is death, but the gift, the gift the free gift of God is eternal life. And, and I have to tell you that eternal life doesn't start when you die. You're already in the middle yeah. of eternal life. Yes. Yeah, you're living it out now. So you might as well go ahead and live it for something that's worth something, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So let me go back to the speeding thing. Amazing how we got there, right? Uh -huh. Let me tell you a, 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 a parable that I heard many years ago. There was a young lady who was caught speeding. And I don't know how we got, you know, this, this speeding thing today, except for I was in Atlanta and I saw plenty of people do it. But uh, there was mm -hmm. a young lady who got caught speeding. And uh, she was going extreme amount above the speed limit. And so the officer pulled her over. Uh, they took her in. They took her to jail and uh, set the court date, and she was to go before the judge. The next morning, she went before the judge. She walked in. The judge looked at her and said, um, ma'am, you were caught speeding, and this is, you know, this is how, uh, we're, are, you, are you guilty or innocent? She said, no, sir, I'm guilty. There's, I'm not going to even try to say that I'm not. I know that I have guilt in this and I've done this wrong. And uh, I would like to, uh, you know, basically throw myself on the mercy of the court and tell you that I've done wrong. And, uh, and I, I have uh, in, in a night in prison, in jail, uh, I've decided to make my life different from this point on. And um, the judge says, okay, well, that's very good. But uh, your fine is uh, either, you know, 30 days in jail or $1,000 and put the gavel down. The young lady said, uh, Judge, uh, I, I don't know how I could spend 30 days in jail. And I don't have $1,000. I, I just, I'm here. I don't know what to do. And the, the parable is that all of a sudden the judge stood up took off his robe, walked out from behind his uh, his desk, whatever you call it there, 
walked down, stood behind beside the girl, reached in his wallet, pulled out a thousand dollars, and said, "Here, daughter, now don't do that again." Mm. And she was set free. As simple as a speeding, a fine for speeding is is, is to the, these verses. I mean, it's it's not even in the same ballpark, really. But that's a picture of what Messiah has done for us. Stepping out of his glory and into our world to pay, as the song says, Ryan, uh, to pay a debt he did not owe for a debt we could not pay. Mm. Yes. You guys wrap it up. I love how in that picture it is the judge himself that takes off his robe and comes down. It's not someone else that steps in. It is it's the same one, the same person. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're talking about getting it right now and and making that choice now. Like you can't kick the bucket down the road because eventually you will kick the bucket for the last time. And um, we are in the time when people like to set new goals that amount to nothing. People start lots of things on January 1st and drop them on January 10th. And so Second. wait until January 1st, you know, like whenever you listen to this, like whatever it is, you know, that is, you know, you're convicted by right now, you're listening to it or just getting right with God or any of this stuff. Like it doesn't wait, you know, do it now. There is no new year's. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Now, as Mike illustrated as well in his, his stories of uh, past acquaintances and, and congregation members, you, we're not promised tomorrow. Mm. So absolutely don't wait. You know, it's been pressed on your heart tonight to uh, go to the Father and make sure that you stand right with him. Take the time to do so. Mm -hmm. it is important it absolutely is yeah. Dave amen to that uh, that's <laughs> wow <laughs> that that is an awesome imagery the for the final uh, analogies we've used this whole night which is wonderful all these things how they connect together your heavenly father is absolutely looking out for you he just needs you to like that that woman in the analogy at the very end talking where the uh uh where she was saying i'm so sorry i'm never doing that again i'm changing my life that's also a very perfect image of what a teshuva of what repentance should be mm -hmm. saying no i'm turning my life completely around i'm never doing i'm never even going to come to this place again i'm going to choose life it talks about that in the uh, first five books choose to stay life decide now that you want life because if you don't, you're just accumulating the wages of sin. But, like you said, my but, there is that choice where you could say, now, I'm going to choose to live for him. And as awesome as it was seeing this week, I hope to continue to see it more. And I know I will. More people deciding who cares what other people think. I'm going to choose to live for God. And that's all I'm going to go for. And I'm excited to be here to see those moments. And I, I look forward to joining the many, many people we get to meet as we continue to do these things where they choose to break out. Cause that's the best thing ever to see. Yeah. yeah. Well guys, we're going to be continuing the subject in the next few weeks. We're going, we have uh, 
a few more scriptures actually to talk about, which is really laying out the whole gospel. And that is the exchange of the wages of sin for the wages of life to where we, we mm. can, we can have life instead of death. Um, but th this is crazy as this may sound. Um, I never thought about doing this until just a moment ago when you guys were talking, I want to talk directly to those that are watching or listening. Yes. We're going to give you the rest of the plan in coming weeks, but if you're sitting there right now and you're saying, I don't want to wait for the rest of the plan. I don't want to wait for the, the three more weeks of podcasts. I don't want to wait, be like that woman that raised her hand, but then probably never made an appointment, never made a decision. We have an email address. It's on purpose at mail.com. Mm -hmm. You can send that. You can send an email. That goes to all, all four of us. You can request one of us call you. Uh, you know, maybe you, you kind of just kind of, you know, you're, you're watching this and you're like, you know, Ryan's personality and mine just kind of go along real well. You can say, you know, guys, I'd like for Ryan to call me and leave a phone number in that email. Uh, you can have Daniel or Dave or myself. And if you yeah. email us, we will call you and we will mm -hmm. sit and talk with you. And we will lead you through the rest of this so that the verse can come, can come true in your own life. That he says in Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you. They're plans for good and for, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope so that you may live your life on purpose. See you guys next week. See you guys. You alone hear my every prayer You're the God who's always